hello, everybody. I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. But you know what this is about. God had his opportunity to go ahead and boast about a specific type of a plant that he was just going gaga over. This is all about Mike show. Well, it's not all about me. I just want my, you know, 10 cents worth to come in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. You, you bring us some good information. We'll take it. We don't care who's it from. Yeah, you know, you're an extraordinary producer. I mean, you do all this high-tech stuff. But when it comes down to gardening, heh. <laughs> you don't have anything on me, buddy. No, I'm not saying I do. Well, not saying I do. You want you, you called yours a sleeper. You it was don't the Wachilia, right? It's not the Scott show. It's the Mike show. It is, isn't it? But it's my Mike's. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's all his. Hey, a little pun. Uh, all right, Mike, what's your sleeper plant? Hit it's, us. It's, Get does us anybody a good know one. What, the, what, what do you think the definition of a sleeper is? It's something that basically doesn't start to show up until, wow, it's already there. Fall? Well, that's where we're in. We're yeah. in the autumn. Yeah, basically. The Midwest experiences all sorts of things like cool, cold, absolutely get your parkas out, too. You can still wear your Bermuda shorts all the way through in December. I mean, it's going to fluctuate back and forth, back and forth. What's the plan? What's the plan? You're My plan right now, suspense. people, I come, they come up to me and they say, hey, Mike, you know exactly what you're talking about. You're the best of the best when it comes down to noticing and knowing your gardening techniques and, and and transitions of plants of that nature. And now you what all is, know what I'm working with. Now, Mike, Keep going. Mike, what is this? What is that? They pointed out one plant in particular. It started to develop its seed head in the late middle to the later part of August. Gets to about an average of about two feet tall, but then starts to explode in color when we have the first chilly night. Those buds open up and they explode. And they're going to stay that way, usually until the middle of the December. Anticipation. Carly Simon, 1971. Never came out on an album, I hope you know. I'm sorry I dragged that even further. All right, anyhow, it's called Sedum. Sedum. Woo! I see them all over the place, man. No, this is, and they are all over the place. But these aren't just your typical sedums that grow on the ground. They average, you know, they cover square footage on the ground. They're great for hot, dry areas to grow in places where, you know, normal plants won't grow. Well, this is where you can put it in normal places or you can put it in abnormal places, places that it's very difficult, they're dry and arid, or places that really do kick in and you maintain really high. It's called autumn joy sedum, which gets about two and a half feet tall. Two and a half feet tall, but describe to us the plant, since I don't have uh, my phone and a picture. Is, is it a green leaf, dark green leaf? What is it variegated or, or edgy on the leaves? What? Give us a picture. Yes. <laughs> it's all of those. It's a, Now, the Autumn Joy is. And Autumn Joy is going to give you kind of a an anemic-looking green coloration on the leaf. And it looks more, and it is a succulent, so you don't have to water it that much. But it gives you, it's a large, about the size of a 50-cent piece, maybe a little larger of the leaf. And they grow in a globe. So really, okay, it's not really anything. I mean, it's it's very maintained and structured. But when it starts to get that seed head, that globe and those leaves, you don't see anymore. You see nothing but the flower. On the Autumn Joy Sedum, you're going to see more of a pink or some type of a uh, almost a red coloration to it. I mean, uh, look, don't ask me. I'm not colorblind, but I had a lady over at a place I used to work for, your wife's company, that asked me, can you show me where the pink impatience are? I pull a flat out. She goes, oh, no, those are color. Those are coral. I said, okay. Scratching my head, I go back. I come back. And I showed her. And she goes, oh, no, those are salmon. So the Autumn Joy sedum is going to be giving you anywhere from a pink to a coral to a salmon color. 
but they're really, really pretty, and you don't see very much of the leaf to it. There's other varieties that are out there. Remember, we're in between a zone five and a, well, six, five and a four. We really aren't gonna be on a standard zone where it's gonna limit us to growing things. And also remember, we gotta buy other people's weeds to make our places look really, really pretty. But there's other varieties that are out there that are, that are going to be giving us the color that we need that are gonna be either more compact or the leaves are gonna be a little bit larger or leaves are gonna be a little bit smaller. Is One, this kind of like in a mum type family? Because a mum is like a sphere or half sphere also, like a mound growing. Ah, but you see those mums that you're getting right now, those have been trimmed and trained, and you got to cut those back in June to so, give you that tight compact. So this is a, a less of a hassle version of a mum. It's it's not even a mum. I mean, I know it's not a mum. It, but it'll give you the globe effect, and it's it's basically yes, it, it'll give you the globe effect, and it's going to give you the colors. Um, maybe not the variety of color that you're going to be getting from the mum, but you're going to get basically something a no a do nothing. Yeah, I got them out there. They're going to give me the globe automatically. I don't have to cut them back in June. Um, give you an example. There's another name out there. There's one called the Garnet Brocade, and there's another one called Maestro, and another one called Neon. Each one of those is going to give you different colors. And, I mean, you're going to have a burgundy color. You're going to have some that are going to be white. You're going to have some that are going to give you blue. I mean, but also, some of those leaves on some of the other varieties are going to give you, for instance, a burgundy-colored leaf which, with a pink flower. Or that's going to give you a variegated leaf, like you said, with uh, a coral color, or give you a lavender color, or give you a blue color. It doesn't really matter. It's gonna have to match your motif, but you don't have to stick to one variety. And it's another plant you don't have to worry about, you know, maintaining. I don't wanna tell you to go out and drop, pop, drop, and put it in the ground and leave it alone. But I'm saying this is one of the things that you can use to, to, to complement your house and whatever else you have in your garden. How does this look during the summer? What do I need to do during the summer to get these pops? The other cool thing about this is that, you know, you got to know what you're looking for. You can get them right now. I don't think most of the garden centers are going to be promoting them because they're usually in a four and a half inch pot. You can find them in a one gallon container, but they're going to look leggy. I mean, what I mean by leggy is if you get something, you drop it in the ground. Fine. Know what you're going to have next year. Drop it in the ground. Wait, it's, wait, until that, wait until it goes dormant. Cut some of it back. Don't cut it all the way back. But here's the thing. It's going to give you a do-nothing aspect following season. You don't have to fertilize it. You don't have to go ahead and maintain watering it because it's a succulent. It likes it a little bit drier. However, they will tolerate the cooler, wetter, or more moist soils. You don't do really much of anything. Now, here's another trick. What did you use for your hibiscus that helped to give you the blossoms? I use, um, actually, miracle Grow Liquid Bloom. Okay. When we water, you use that liquid at the same time. Then I'd recommend you use that or any type of a higher phosphate fertilizer that you put around the base of it to prepare for the, the amount of blossom that you're going to get starting mid-August through December. So you do that maybe once. Yeah, that's okay. Twice, yummy. Three times, Scott's Smorgasbord. Do it once a week for three weeks, leave it alone. You're going to have a really glorious color. You're going to have an outrageous amount of blossom. And the neighbors are going to be really envious because, ha, you got something they don't. <laughs> and, and until the following year when they go copy you. Well, they're going to copy, but by that time, we'll have another sleeper. Ooh. Yes. Mike's going to have We're going to have a tease. Sleeper. Mike's going to have a tease for every autumn. He's going to have a tease for every spring and... 
growing season midsummer. But I do want you to go out to your garden centers, primarily the independents. Go out there, see what they have in perennials. Go see what they have as far as what I call a sleeper, something other than the mum, other than the pansy, other than the aster. You're going to enjoy it. And pop them in the ground. So what? People will snicker if it looks ugly and leggy. Next year, you're going to be kicking ass. Can you go back to the sedum again? And, and I don't maybe they're different for each variety. I mean, you were just talking about the, the different variety names or different right. colors uh, when they pop after right. that first cool evening. I want to know what these suckers look like during the summer. Are, are they all a darker green leaf so that I know how to layer my bed, where I can put those? Autumn Joy is going to give you almost the anemic-looking lighter green color on the leaf. Okay, lighter green. Garnet Brocade is going to give you kind of a, eh, uh, almost a, uh, there's certain varieties. I'm not sure if it's the garnet. It's going to give you a burgundy leaf to it. Oh, it's kind really, of like the really be- difference cool. in begonia type thing. Well, yeah, you're going to reap the benefit of both the color of the foliage as well as the flower. Okay, so we have to pay attention to that if you're plan to put them in your landscape so you know what is front and back. And Read the tag, too. I think neon's going to be more of a, a variegated leaf to it, too, though. But again, the more sunlight you give it, the more lighter, brilliant vi- variegation you're going to get. Or the less sunlight, you're still going to have the variegation, but it's not going to be that that pronounced. You're still going to get the, the, the bloom from them. So when you go check these out on the internet, pay attention to not only the bloom color, but it's leaf. The leaf and, coloration. And yes, Mike, we, again, we are outside uh, recording because uh, I'm still under construction a little bit here at the, the studio slash home. And uh, the local uh, cardinals are flying into the bushes I thought I was Mike. hallucinating. I just saw something go by you. And actually, I thought it was just a, well, now, we a sound a, effect we have a for bunch the wind. a bunch of cardinals that hang around in this area. Well, you know what? They're territorial. And woodpeckers. And they stick with one partner. And hummingbirds. And I'm mad at that hummingbird because he refuses to drink out of my feeder. And I do everything. I change the, I change the liquid in it. I clean it out. And he still doesn't like okay, my feeder. Okay, I'm but, done with him well, because all the bees are in there. He's done. He's going to come by. Let the bees go to the hummingbird feeder. I'm looking right now where you've got that hummingbird feeder. Why would that son of a gun want to eat at McDonald's when you've got Shea Ritz surrounding him, meaning that you've got all these flowers that are still blooming. Well, well he goes there, too. Well, that's where he's going. He's not going to go to your feeder. Yeah, well. Then. I mean, if you had Chevis Regal or just, you know, under-the-counter, you know, bourbon, what would you rather go for? <laughs> yes. See, you could be pissed off all you want, Scott. I know. He's going to do what he's going to do. The birds are smarter than what you think. Well, I'm going to just stop because I don't want to feed the bees. Hey, we're getting into a hurricane over here. What do you think we should do? Okay, so Mike's sleeper plants, his big reveal was the sedum. There's different kinds. Go check them out uh, yeah, on the, and see on if the you internet. Yeah, see if you can. This is what I'm going to ask you to do before I close. I know the Autumn Joy is going to give you different colors of salmon, pink, or coral, but I want people to tell me, if they look up like Garnet Brocade, look up and see if it's a combination of the leaf coloration, it's the highlight of that, or the flower, or the maestro, and the neon, or both, all of the above. Check them, see what the color is going to be, if it's promoting the leaf, the variegation, the burgundy color, the lighter green color, or the flower, and let me know. Frankly, I already know. But. 
I'd like you to follow <laughs> you, up. They need to know. You need to know. All right, everybody, that's Mike's sleeper plant for the fall. There's two nice plants that we've uh, suggested for you all. Check them out. And uh, the way the wind's blowing here, that we may be in Kansas before too long. <laughs> well, I've been driving around, and I've been seeding them all over the place. So I'm going to also say our encore episode for this month, because there's five Wednesdays in the month of September, is uh, we're going back to that pumpkin farm episode. That was fun. Um, Moo cows and, and chickens. And, and more importantly, <laughs> pumpkins. Okay. So yeah, check check out. Uh, we'll have that as an encore episode uh, coming up at the last Wednesday of the month. You've got mail. Okay, Mike, I'm going to throw a little uh, surprise monkey wrench into your day. We haven't had a Mike's mail question in quite a while, and quite frankly, I'm going to blame our listeners. I mean, no, you could you could you could give us a compliment. And say we're just too good. We're hitting everything. <laughs> Yes, so we did get one in. Debbie from St. Louis wants to know about, she she says she has a gorgeous wandering Jew. It's probably about four foot hanging down. You know, it's a hanging basket version, and it's like this big. She showed a picture of it to you, right? No. No? no. How do you know it's four foot? She told us in the email. So she said she has this wandering juice. She wants to bring it in because she would like to, you know, bring it back out next summer. She knows she has to bring it in. What are some things that people need to do to prep their plants to, to bring them inside from out? You know, give us three bullet points that will help her transition the plant inside. There's, there's more than just three, but there's primary ones that you basically are going to have to go by. And I noticed that even you, you've got yourself a gardenia that's out there by your pool. Except each one of these plants you're going to have to do differently. Now, the wandering Jew, it's cascading out, and it cascades, it can go farther than four feet. I'm taking it that this is the first time that she, what was her name, Debbie? Debbie. Debbie, this is the first time you've done this. I mean, and and you know what? I I applaud you for wanting to bring it in. Most people just allow them to die off, and then you throw everything away, including the basket. I am going to recommend that two things that you do, first of all, one, don't bring it in too soon. Wait until we get into cool nights where we're gonna, there's going to be a threat of a killing frost. The killing frost can go ahead and knock it down, or temperatures at nighttime are going to go below 50 on a regular basis. When it goes below 50 degrees, your plant's going to tolerate that. It's a, southern, it's a southern plant. It's more of a tropical plant. It'll grow like weed in Florida or in Alabama or in Texas, but up here it just won't. So when you bring it in, cut it back approximately half you got four feet, cut it down to about two feet. Uh, you bring it indoors, put it in a western or in a southern window so that it gets most of the sunlight it could possibly get in, in St. Louis. I mean, in the wintertime, we have very little daytime sunlight, very direct. It's going to come from the east, go to the west, in the southern hemisphere. So if you can keep it by a southern window where it's going to get both east and, su- and west sunlight, that's perfect. Occasionally rotate it. And do not, I'm going to place emphasis here, do not overwater it. You can, if you want to, before you bring it in, give it one heck of a good drink and then maintain consistency. Use an atomizer to to give it, well, a drink when it needs it. Stick your finger in the soil periodically. It's not going to grow wild because you're not going to have that much sunlight. But periodically, give it a misting so that it does get the nutrients it needs and the moisture it needs 
to perform photosynthesis. You're just keeping it on life support at this point, right? You're just basically, yeah, it's going through a dormancy process. Right, right. And it's not going to go and flourish. But say, after the threat of a, of a killing frost next spring is over, bring it outside, and you're going to be ahead of the game. It's going to be starting to get four foot before, let's say, mid-June. It can get about six feet long, maybe even longer. It'll touch the ground. Don't be surprised when some of the leaves have a tendency to discolor and fall off in that room if you have a southern or an eastern or a western window. Give it some sunlight. Maintain consistency as far as 72, 72 degrees and go from there. No fertilization whatsoever. And maybe when you get closer to spring? When it gets anemic, if it gets anemic, some people give it a little bit of, if it needs a little bit of water, give it a little bit of the miracle grow with it. I don't want you to give it too much. It's going to promote growth. You don't have enough sunlight for it. I just want to maintain a consistent dormant procedure for it. The plant food version, not the blooming. No. This no, this just... plant does not need it for any type. I mean, every plant's going to have a flower. It's just not going to be that pronounced right. on this. So you want something. I wanted to make clear which yeah. miracle grow to give it. Give it, the, the, give it just basically if they got what they call a plant food version instead of the flowering version, go for it. But don't do much. Give it maybe. They'll have it. They have it, especially in the miracle grow. They have the directions of the black for houseplants. Follow the houseplant recommendation. And I think it's a teaspoon per gallon of water versus one full tablespoon per, per gallon of water. And that's the granule. You, you have the liquid. Yeah, but I use the liquid outside with the garden hose. Yeah, this so is, this one I, I would mean, use just the granule. Well, I use the granular also on my Miss Molly's, you know, when you pour it in the yeah. gallon. Yeah, well, then in this case, they got yeah. a, they've got a, uh, uh, they've got it, I think it's, See their quarter tablespoon. Look, read the read the back of the label that I am going to promote the Miracle Grow because they do have a house plant ratio, and only do it on an as needed basis. You may want to do it. Just give it a little bit, once every you know four to six weeks. Uh, perk me up. Yeah, by that by the by the time you're after you well after you're done doing the second one, second application, it'll be time to take that sucker outside when it needs another one. All right, Debbie. Thank you so much for the question. And it's, where was it, she from? St. Louis. Wow, Debbie, thank you. It's so good to get a Mike's Mail question back into the show because and that is so easy, what we just had to do, but yet it's a great question. And don't be afraid, people out there. Do like Debbie did. You got a question, but you don't want to act seem like you don't know. Don't be afraid. Give us a holler. We'll be more than happy to help you with it. For that, I'm Michael Work, the Garden Guy. What do you say, Scott? I'll say see you next show. Thanks for listening to your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.